Welcome to another episode of the Takedown Podcast, presented by Jack Rabbit Illustrated. In this episode, Jordan and Chad sit down with head coach Damian Hahn and discuss the upcoming wrestling season. The Takedown Podcast is presented this year by Drake's Place in Dakota Iron Equipment and is also sponsored by Culver's of Brookings and Watertown. Now here's your hosts, Jordan and Chad. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Takedown, a Splitting Hairs podcast brought to you by Jackrabbit Illustrated. And on this podcast, we focus on South Dakota State Wrestling. Once again, I'm joined by my co-host, Jordan Schoenrock, and our special guest, Coach Damian Hahn. Today we're going to recap the offseason, talk about the upcoming NCAA season. Jordan, Coach Hahn, how you guys doing? Welcome doing back. Good, man. Doing, doing good. awesome. All right. Jordan, how was your how was your offseason? It was it was busy, a little different. Uh once I graduated college, I took off racing and I've spent the summer racing and doing all that fun stuff working on race cars and traveling. Nice. How was yours? Coach, we've had a pretty big, uh, mine was good. Yeah. You know, I can't complain. I'm just busy working. I'm the work a day world fool, you know, uh, trying to build myself a pole shed. And that's been a whole, whole rigmarole. But uh, coach, you guys have had a really, really interesting and um, active off season. Why don't you yeah. talk about that a little bit? You know, we had Sloan and Bergie, yeah, uh, getting silver in the world finals, repping Team USA. Uh, expand on that for us a little bit, if you would. Talk about what happened there. And yeah, no, I, um, you know, m- most people involved in college athletics in your traditional sports, <clears throat> um, they have a season, and then hey, we got to wait till next season to to really, you know, see these guys compete again. And so, um, for wrestling, it's a little bit different. You know, once the collegiate season ends, we jump right into the international styles, you know, what you see in the Olympics and the world championships. And so we, uh, we had a busy spring. Uh, we took a handful of guys, uh, with our Jackrabbit wrestling club, uh, out to the U S open, uh, the U 20, uh, nationals, the world team trials, U 23 nationals and world team trials. And we were fortunate enough to, put a couple jackrabbits on um, some world teams. So um, at the U20 division, uh, Bennett, Bennett Berge, who uh, he's a re- he'll be a retro freshman this year, he graduated early and uh, he moved out to Brookings, I believe it was like the end of March, beginning of April. <clears throat> and so he was training with us all spring. Um, and you know, he, he made it to the world team trials and, uh, out in, um, Ohio and he ended up winning the world team trials, with, which gave him a berth on the, the U S team for the U 23 or U 20, uh, age group. And so that was in, um, August we, uh, we went over to Sofia, Bulgaria, and I, I was really happy, um, and excited about, you know, his performance, obviously, you know, you bring home a medal. I mean, that's, that's great. But, uh, you know, it was his first international competition. Uh, you know, his training went well and he prepared. And so, uh, his, his brother Brady, uh, was his coach, um, in the corner. I went over as kind of a, uh, support staff and, uh, kind of protect them a little bit because you got other college coaches out there and, you know, I mean, with the rules these days, I mean, heck, they're trying to snag people left and right. So uh, I went out there and uh, kind of helped with, you know, some of the travel and the training and, and all that. And, and, and really it was a chance to 
just sit back and be be an encourager, a fan, um, which was was fun. And <clears throat> so he had a great tournament, uh, wrestled some hard competition, and made it to the finals. Um, and uh, ultimately, you know, fell to uh, a guy from France who was a Russian transplant. And uh, it was a good match. I mean, he was in it and um, you know, ended up taking second and super proud, super proud of him. And <clears throat> obviously him, his family, Jack Rabbit Wrestling Club, SDSU and and what the future looks like, to be honest. I mean, you, you, you got a world silver medalist, uh, you know, in your room and, and scrapping every day. So that that was awesome. <clears throat> uh, then when we get back, you know, we're, we're still in that training mode. Uh, cause Tanner Sloan, Tanner Sloan, um, you know, won the world team trials at the U23 division. And that was his second time making, uh, making a world team. Uh, he did it when he was a freshman and wrestled over in, uh, Estonia and, uh, didn't have the tournament yeah. he wanted. You know, he, he, he didn't place. He lost to the guy who uh, ended up taking third <clears throat> and how international styles work. It's kind of like the follow the leader kind of situation. So if you lose in the early rounds, if your guy does not make the finals, you're done. So you, so you lose, and then you, you you sit there, you sit there and wait and and see how that guy does, hoping that he makes the finals. Well, <clears throat> he didn't. He ended up taking third, loss to the champ, and so Tanner was done. And uh, so we uh, uh, got back and, and 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 got back to training and, and getting Tanner ready and 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 not only getting Tanner ready, but we were in the, our preseason, right. You know, the collegiate, the collegiate year. So, uh, it was a little, a combination of, of some things, you know, guys kind of doing their preseason Tanner focusing, continuing to train for the world championships. And, uh, he had a great block a great training phase. Um, he was dialed in ready to go. Probably the best I've seen Tanner wrestle, um, in, in, in our time with him, to be honest with you. So, um, he had, he heads over to Spain, uh, Cody Caldwell, uh, our other assistant coach, he was his primary coach. Uh, and I went kind of, you know, as the same kind of deal, um, you know, to, to, to kind of help manage some things and, and help with training and, and, and all that. But uh, he, it was funny because we're sitting there the night before uh, getting the draws because at, at those age groups, um, when you get to the senior level, there's a ranking system because th that's all these guys do. They, they, they wrestle around the world. So you go to these different tournaments and you get points. And then when you go to the brackets on the, on the senior level, uh, they do a separation criteria, you know, depending on the points that you have. Well, at, at the U20 and U23 level, there is none of that. So it's random. You literally, they get pulled out of a hat, thrown up on a bracket. <clears throat> so out of the whole U.S. team, draw you know he, he was the first day his draws come out and we're just looking at it and we're like are you flipping kidding me <laughs> like would he have not got a worse draw and out of all the americans it was the worst you know the first day and the second day i mean i, I you know nothing against some of the other countries but man throw us a, a a guy from like guatemala or something like that or you know from from el salvador you know i mean come on heck no he had to go right out and he wrestles the turk you know mm -hmm. first match in the turk <clears throat> that he wrestled was the senior level rep so he was he's the best guy they got and so he wrestled yeah. in the senior world championships you know a month earlier so Tanner wrestles him and and 
and dominates them. I mean, like literally controlled every position, <clears throat> wrestled smart, uh, and you know came away with a, a decisive win. I don't know, maybe two points from a major or from a, from a technical fall. Well, then his next match was, or I'm sorry, the, it was. I think the first match was Hungary. No, no, no. First match was Turkey. The next match was Georgia. <clears throat> now Georgia, that guy uh, was an age level world medalist. Um, he, he took second in the Europeans. I mean, another absolute stud and he goes out there and, and it was a closer match, but he controlled it. He controlled it. He dominated it again. He wrestled within himself, uh, in his best positions and won. <clears throat> then he makes it to the semifinals and he's got Aja Bajan. Now, if anybody, it, it, you know, knows wrestling, <clears throat> uh, the powers of the world in wrestling, I mean, Are right there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you got. You got USA, Iran. you got Russia, Iran, Azerbaijan, uh, Turkey, and Georgia. I mean, like, those are your powers. <clears throat> and the only one that he didn't wrestle was Russia because they're banned and they can't, they can't, you know, wrestle yet um, because of, you know, I think, I don't even know what it is. Some stuff. <laughs> yeah, <I really laughs> uh, so he wrestles the Azerbaijani and that Azerbaijani won the, 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 the Europeans and beat the Georgian that Tanner had a good match with. <clears throat> so we're like, here we go again. And goes out there and I, I can't say it enough how, how well he wrestled and controlled, you know, his, his, uh, I don't know if you want to call it poise. <clears throat> uh, he didn't get, he didn't get flustered. I mean, he literally frustrated everyone that he wrestled. And so he ends up dominating that match. I don't know. I mean, maybe a couple points shy of a tech again. So now he makes it to the world finals and you have to, you know, you're done for that day. You come back, you wrestle the next night. <clears throat> and um, the the guy he wrestled in the finals from from Iran won the U23 last year. So he was a world champ. <clears throat> and so um, we knew uh, it was going to be a tough bout. I mean, you're in the world championships. Every guy you wrestle is tough. And yep. uh, he did well. He did well. Um, that first three minutes, you know, it's a three minute, 30 second break, three minutes. And the first three minutes, I think he was winning two zero and, and, uh, <clears throat> the Iranians are the absolute best in the world at wrestling from underhooks. And they have trained the, I mean, like they do it like nobody else, like Americans, they get into that position and we kind of use it a little bit differently where the Iranians, they get in, they get down, they start pushing and driving and, and in, in international freestyle and Greco, <clears throat> if you push a guy out of bounds, you get a point. Yeah. So the first three minutes, Tanner did great uh, defending that underhook and, and staying out of it and, and, and really kind of being elusive. Um, but it, you can kind of see <clears throat> a little bit, the, the the Iranian was kind of gaining a little bit, you know, on him over the course of that three minutes, but we were still fine. Goes into the break winning, <clears throat> and we come back in the second period, and he starts getting pushed out because, uh, I mean, there, he was relentless with the underhook, and, and, and Tanner couldn't get to his offense. So um, when I think he was down by two or something like that or <clears throat> down by three or something, whatever it was, but Tanner ends up, you know, kind of getting a push out of his own brings, brings the match back within, you know, a takedown and in freestyle and Greco, the last person who scores. Uh, and then they see, you know, the accumulation of points who has the higher, higher uh, scoring points, you know, that, that wins the match. <clears throat> so Tanner finally sees an opening for his offense and gets to his elbow pass and gets to, you know, a single leg and, 
sure enough, damn, man, I, I thought he had the takedown. I mean, it, it was so freaking close and, um, uh, time runs out and we, we you know, we challenged and <clears throat> ultimately they said, it, it, you know, you didn't have control and, but here's the thing, like in freestyle, you don't need to have control, right? right to score points. <clears throat> there are, there are positions, right? And right. the position is, you know, three points of contact. If, if there's three points of contact on the mat, I mean, that is a takedown. So uh, it doesn't really have to be control per se, like in, in, in folk style or collegiate, <clears throat> if we're wrestling and I throw you and you roll across your back and get up to your feet, there's no, there's no point. And freestyle, boom, you're throwing up four points. There was no control. So we argued it, and, and our head of USA Wrestling, I mean, Rich Bender, I mean, hats off to him. He went down and and and, and got on some people, and <clears throat> that's the decision they came back with. And a heartbreaker of a loss, um, but I, I, I can't. I can't say enough about how he wrestled and the control and, and, and literally in all the positions <clears throat> that he is good at. Um, he's got things that other people just don't have. And when he uses his ability, um, there's nothing that he can't do. And I've been saying this for years now. And if he competes the way he did, you know, at the world championships, I mean, he's going to accomplish his goals. There's no doubt about it. So, um, yeah, so it was a, it was a, uh, <clears throat> a busy, busy off season. Um, or a busy summer because there is no off season, right? Uh, right. Yeah. But it was That's good. It was off really, season. Yeah. Well, right. it's always yeah for sure. But it was good. It, it really was, and and I, I think um, on top of you know just the the competing um, at different levels and different stages, you know, throughout their time, I think it's um, it's kind of eye opening for a lot of these kids. I mean, Tanner Sloan's from from Albernet, Iowa, man, right? And he's got to travel the world. He's been to Estonia. He's been to Spain. I mean, how cool is that for, you know, at one, one point, 18, 19 year old. Now he's 22 years old. And you got, you know, uh, uh, Bennett Berge wrestling over, uh, over uh, in, in Bulgaria. And, and that's, that, that's awesome, man. I mean, these kids are fortunate and blessed to be able to do those things because there's a lot of people out there that will never have that opportunity. So um, they will, will forever remember, remember it. And it's great. And that kind of stuff is really what the Jackrabbit Wrestling Club helps sponsor and put together and and, and cover the costs for, right? I yeah. Mean, that's why those donations matter so much. 100%. I mean, you have, you know, you, know you, you talk about, you know, the fundraising and the different different pots that things kind of go into and what they're used for. I mean, the JWC or Jackrabbit Wrestling Club, I mean, that's what it's all for. I mean, it's, it's, it's to it's to fund the Olympic dream for these kids. I mean, there is no professional, you know, uh, wrestling, uh, you know, like, like, like there is at the NFL, NBA, NHL and all that kind of stuff. So this is, this is their, their opportunity. And, and to be able to support them in their endeavors through um, the Jackrabbit wrestling club and all the, the donors and the friends of the, you know, the program. I mean, it's, it's monumental. It, it truly is. And, uh, we wouldn't be able to do the things that we're doing um, without their support. And so it, it, it's huge. It really is. And, and it does not go unnoticed, um, you know, what we're doing as far as, you know, the JWC and the freestyle and Greco and stuff like that. I mean, right now we got three world medalists in our room that are still 
in college. <clears throat> you know, one of them was a transferring Gabe, Gabe Tag, who won a bronze medal when uh, Sloan didn't place out in uh, Estonia. So, I mean, you got three three world medalists in in your, your your college room that are still in college. I mean, that kind of says something. You know, look to the future because there's a lot of good things going on, and they're in a good environment to be able to compete at a high level and accomplish some of the goals that um, they have set forth for themselves. You know, and not only do we have three world medalists wrestling in the room, they're wrestling in a closet. So that's also an attest to you, Damien, and how good of a coach you have been as we're waiting well, for that new facility. Well, yeah, right. well, put, well put. Yeah, well, I, it's more I, of a I, dungeon, I right? Yeah, right. It's, uh, yeah, the dungeon. <clears throat> I can't take all the credit, um, even though that everybody likes to, you know, put it on me. Um, the, my, I, I, I truly believe, man, I got the best staff in the country. I do. And it's because of <clears throat> their relentless, um, uh, what they exhibit to these kids, right? It's unwavering, um, you know, and, and Hey, not everything is perfect, right? The, the world is not perfect and things do happen and you have setbacks, you have, you have, um, you know, progressions and, and I can tell you this when it comes to, you know, Cam, Cody and Brady, um, you know, the four coaches, then we got, you know, like Zilberberg and some of the other guys that, you know, Zach Carlson that come in and, and do all these things. <clears throat> uh, they're all here for the same common goal. And that's, you know, to help these kids. And I've said it before, I sound like a broken darn record, but I mean, we live a life of service for these guys and, you know, our joy is their joy. And, and uh, we want to see them accomplish their goals and doing it in the environment that we are currently doing it in is not ideal. Um, you know, I, I literally wake up every day and uh, I go over and, and take the little walk across the street to the new wrestling facility. And let me tell you, man, it is um, it is crazy to think we are we are almost at the finish line, right? Almost at the finish line to be walking into a a monument of a, a building in my mind because it's going to be, you know, a, a top top facility in the entire country and, and for South Dakota State to lay claim to that. I mean, it's, it's absolutely amazing because we're competing up against the Ohio State and, you know, the Oklahomas and Iowa and Minnesota. And I mean, that's who we compete against on a day to day basis. Um, <clears throat> so what if we, you know, we, we wrestle some of the other mid majors, I mean, like, you know, that's not our goal. We want to be the best mid major. I mean, we want to be the best program in the country. And to be able to do that, you need to got to have facilities to help you get there. Right. And, um, this is, uh, this is well on its way. And uh, again, every day, man, it, 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 you see it coming together. Um, you see the hard work of so many people. Um, and I, I couldn't be more, more excited. Um, and, and honestly, <clears throat> I'll be happy when it's done so I can kind of get back to doing what they hired me for. And that's actually coaching, um, instead of doing some of the other things, uh, you know, but yeah, it's all good, man. It's good and it's coming together. I got to think that, uh, you know, looking at the building when I go over Saturdays and game day and, and walk between the backyard and the library where we tailgate with a with a facility such as this. I mean, they got the plumbing out of the way. It, you know, it's it's basically a large enclosure. I saw you guys yeah. loading the mats in. That's got to be an exciting moment. Um, oh, yeah. They're big. That's awesome. Yeah. Um. So a lot less tape in there. It, it, it's got to go up pretty quick and be finished off pretty quick once they get it enclosed yeah i mean what's yeah. what's the 
the move-in day um so, talk so about the, that if you would so the first date of occupancy is december 15th now we won't move in there then uh because we wrestle nebraska on the 18th so we will <clears throat> stick with our training we won't change anything we'll wrestle we'll train all the way through nebraska and then after nebraska we're going to cut the guys loose the, the the local ones will go home on the 18th the night of the 18th the other guys will probably leave on the 19th we'll have a couple guys that you know will still be around sticking around <clears throat> uh but we cut them loose for christmas break and then when we bring them back after christmas break they will come back on the 27th and the goal is they don't even go to frost they're going to come right from home moving right into their new home on on that on that screen so <clears throat> that's the goal uh so i would say by the 27th um you know the majority of our our kids and everything will be back and they'll be in their new home um I, like I said, I go over every day and uh, I'm, I, I'm, I think I think they're going to be more excited when the building is done, not because of the building. So they don't have to see me anymore because I go over there and uh, oh, I, I, I kind of push and prod and ask questions. And and uh, I think a lot of people will be happy when uh, I know my wife will be happy when this thing's finished because uh, I come home and and there are days where, where it's just like. It's not going right, you know, and 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 so <clears throat> I think I think a lot of people will be happy, and we'll be in there, um, you know, the end end of December, and we'll be using it and, and and ready to go. So and and every day new things are coming in, right? So you, you're getting cabinets and you're getting <clears throat> uh, mats, and and, and you know, in the first part of December, all the cardio and strength and conditioning stuff are coming in, and and the lounge furniture, and and so like things are all coming together. And uh, it's moving, man. It, it, it's definitely uh, something special to, to to see and be a part of. Uh, you're muted, man. You're muted. Yeah, sorry. I'm glad I was muted because my phone was going off anyway. But uh, <laughs> I thought I had turned it down. I, I was just saying, you know, it's always fun to have new stuff. Every new item is just, yeah. you know, it's a new thing. Like, it's, yeah. it's amazing. Going back just to touch back, talking about uh, the offseason. How do you how do you think that it translates into the upcoming season? I I know in in a sense wrestling's wrestling, all of the different styles are different, but I think you can still have some major takeaways in wrestling those other styles. And wh what do you think from a wrestling standpoint, our guys gain doing this different type type of wrestling? I guess you know. So I, you hit the nail on the head, and you know wrestling is wrestling, right? Um, but there is a different, um, uh, what do you want to call it? A different atmosphere or a different feeling. Uh, and so I'll break it down like this. <clears throat> so I really do feel like the collegiate season is, is a grind. It's a, it's a grind. And you want to talk about the stress, uh, that these kids kind of, you know, you know, put on themselves, uh, cause you get your academics, you got your athletics and you got your social, social things going on. So it, it, there's, there's a lot of weight, uh, on their shoulders in, in some regard. Um, but when the collegiate season ends and they get into the freestyle season, it's like, it's, it's like free, right? You, you just go and it, I think it's more enjoyable because there's, I don't want to say less expectation, 
but the style is different. The point scoring is different. Um, and you can just do, do some things differently. And so it's almost like you get to, uh, and, and I'm using the same word as the style freestyle, but it, 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 in my mind, it's, it's probably like, um, you know, every time a batter gets up to the plate and they want to hit a home run now, uh, but when they're in the home run derby, it's kind of fun. Right. And, and you, right. they're just swinging for the fences every time. Like, but when they're up on a, the plate in a game, you know I mean? They're trying to get on base and I'm telling you, you want to talk about the stress level there. I mean, it's probably out of, out of control. So, um, it's just a different kind of feel and atmosphere. So, but what I do think it does, um, it does translate over because now you have these short little goals throughout the summer. It's not like college where they wrestle every single weekend. So you're training for, you know, the U S nationals, and then you train another block for the world team trials, and then you train another block for the world championship. So it gives you a little bit of time to, uh, rest and recover, I guess, uh, a little bit more than a collegiate season. And I think the, 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 the freestyle and Greco, um, what it does is because we talked about control and not control, um, it makes you more aware of where you are on that mat because in, in freestyle and Greco, I mean, literally if you expose past 90 degrees, that's two points. Yep. So, I mean, in, in college, you see guys rolling around and, and scrambling and coming out the back door and, and you know, you know, and, and, and doing all these, you know, these rolls where you do that in freestyle, you're giving up points. So it makes you a little bit more mat awareness. Uh, it, it gives you that. And, you know, with 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 college, you know, you can still wrestle on the out of bounds and, and go out of bounds. You might get hit for stalling, but sometimes, you know, it's an action call and they don't say anything. You step out of bounds in freestyle, I mean, or Greco, you're giving up a point. So it really makes you be in tune with where you are on that mat and some of the body control that you need to have um, that maybe in, in folk style, it, it, you, you don't. You can kind of roll around a little bit more. Um, <clears throat> I definitely feel like the collegiate season or a collegiate match is more of a grind because you're wrestling in all positions, not like you know, um, freestyle Greco. I mean, they, if you're down for so long, they blow you, blow the whistle and bring you back up to your feet. So, um, it is good. It is, it's a nice transition. It's a nice break for our guys. You're able to get some good training blocks in and it's keeping them active, you know, throughout the summer. I mean, I don't, again, you guys heard me. I'm not a sports guy. I watch wrestling and that's about it. <laughs> so I don't know what football players do you know, in the off season, I don't know what basketball players or baseball players. You know, I mean, I have no flipping idea. I mean, I know what we do and it's, we just go, it, it, it just keeps going. And, uh, Hence so the no off season. <laughs> yeah. And, and so it keeps guys active. It keeps guys, um, focused on, uh, on a task that they want to, that they, or a goal that they want to obtain. And it's good. It, it really is. And, and, you know, some people could sit here and, and, you know, there there's positives and negatives and some people could sit here and say, well, you know, kids need a break. Kids need a break. And it's not that we're not giving them a break. I mean, we are, um, but these are, these are in my mind, cause we don't have a professional league. Right. So in my mind, these guys are professional athletes and professional athletes. I mean, you look at the best athletes in the world. I mean, they're not, they don't go weeks upon end sitting on their butt eating bonbons and, and watching TV. I mean, no, they, they're working 
And that's what these guys do. They work. And uh, I think it's important to keep them motivated. So you're saying in a lot of ways it helps keep them in the wrestling mindset too, though, right? Oh, heck I mean, yeah. that's what I'm hearing in, yeah. in, in the background of what you're saying. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and, and, you know, you talk about the wrestling mindset of it and yeah, the training part of it goes into it, but even, even, you know, we have a couple guys right now that, that are a little banged up that, you know, from, from injury and stuff and <clears throat> like, uh, that won't be competing in, you know, this weekend or, or however long. Um, and, you got to keep them you talk about the mindset you got to keep them in the right frame of mind and it's like mm -hmm. listen even though you know take one of our um um uh graph you know our 25 one of our 25 pounders uh from rapid city you know he had shoulder surgery and, and he won't be ready to compete probably until second semester and but you know it's like it's like telling it's like telling him logan listen i know you're injured but this is not a break you need to keep your mind in the right place like hey listen i'm gonna do what i'm allowed to do as far as rehab and training um but i need to be ready to go like you need to have your mind prepared for battle because when the opportunity presents itself or when he's able to if you're not in the right frame of mind man i, I don't really care what you've done you know i mean you need to be mentally prepared and so uh, you know, you talk about <clears throat> that mindset and keeping those guys, you know, you know, ready, ready for battle. Um, yeah, that, that, that's a hard thing to, uh, shut off and a hard thing to keep, keep going. Right. There's a happy medium there. You got to be able to have, uh, the, 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 the right, the right people, the right things, you know, uh, around to be able to keep you on track. I mean, we're dealing with kids and, and I think, uh, you know, it happens with everybody. I mean, uh, human beings or you know we we uh we always for the most part take the path of least resistance and if it's you know we love taking breaks you know what i mean but sometimes you need somebody to kick you in the butt keep you on track to, to accomplish your goals so yeah yeah never ne never never a downtime man so um in my eyes i always say that the season officially started yesterday with the signing day and yep. we signed five for kids to be freshmen this coming yep. a year from now or whatever. Um, and something cool that I seen was they're all two time state champions already. Every mm -hmm. one of them's got a chance at being a three time, like the recruiting classes that we're bringing in right now just seem to be stellar compared to what SDSU and South Dakota wrestling used to get for transfers yeah. and it, or uh, the season or yeah. for recruits. And it seems like that really uh, rolled into this year with our preseason rankings out, we yep. we have eight on preseason ranks. Um, just kind of talk about what the lineup's going to look like this year yep. a little bit and how everything's going to go. Yeah, I think uh, as far as recruiting, um, you know, again, uh, <clears throat> there is no off season. Um, I wish I'll, I'll be honest with you. This is the one thing I do wish we had a recruiting calendar um, more so like a, like a football or um, maybe basketball. I'm not really sure how they, how they operate, but I know football has like these dead periods and, and okay. they're long. <clears throat> well, yeah. we have two dead periods in, in the sport of wrestling. Um, the one dead period is the NCA tournament. Well, like great. Yeah. Thanks. You know what I mean? I'm at the damn tournament. And uh, if you're not at the, tournament and you're trying to recruit the top kids you're probably not going to get them because you're not at the ncaa tournament uh <clears throat> and then the other one is our um, our uh our, our wrestling convention that 
they want us to be at. So <clears throat> awesome. So the two times, like I'm actually, I'm actually working. Um, I mean, I can, I can be at a recruit's house. He can wake up on Christmas morning. I can be wrapped in a present underneath his damn tree. I mean, like, like, seriously. I mean, like, how's that worked out for you? <laughs> yeah, but uh, I've been thinking about it lately. Uh, uh, you done that at home? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, so, so as far as the recruiting, so I mean, it, it, again, it never stops. So you know, I mean, between my staff and everybody, I mean, just constantly bringing kids to campus and and, and on the phones and and going to see kids. Uh, you know, in today's world in NCA sports, let's just call it as it is, man. It's the wild, wild west. I mean, truly, truly is. And um, there are things that we are trying to put into place to be able to do the things we want to do. And, and, and the recruiting part of it is, 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 is key number one. And so when <clears throat> we are, we are expanding, I guess you could say, expanding our radius. Um, you know, we got a couple kids out of Utah. I mean, we're down in Missouri. Yeah, Espinosa, you know, Owens. Yep. Are they br they're brothers, yeah? Yep, they're brothers. Um, <clears throat> so we've been kind of, you know, reaching out a little bit more. Um, and I think it's good to kind of bring some of that to our area, our region, and just getting a different different look. Um, obviously, our hotbeds are, you know, Minnesota, South Dakota, and, and Iowa. I mean, those are our hotbeds. But we're trying to expand that a little bit. <clears throat> and I think each and every year, it, it, it's when I say it gets a little easier, um, it's more of like easier in the sense of our name, right? Our name keeps growing. <clears throat> Is the recruiting process any easier? Hell no, it's not, right? You still are, you're still up against, you know, the big, you know, the power fives. So, <clears throat> but I think we're doing a good job of targeting kids that, um, have the character that we're that we're looking for um and the work ethic that 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 we want within our program um so that's why you, i think you're seeing some of these kids and 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 we're, we're excited about you know all of them and we might have a couple more coming on through uh just trying to wrap some things up but uh as far as this year you know if you look at our 10 10 weights we have what one senior in there and that's and that's aj nevels at heavyweight so <clears throat> we yeah, have senior senior right because of the yeah. COVID year yep yep a senior yeah. um so you look at it that way and and i mean that's that's kind of exciting I, i'd love to keep aj around forever um but it, it's kind of exciting because you're getting all these kids that experience um and you and you have a team with um some some veterans on there so you know at, at 25 um you know uh, tj was T, uh tanner jordan was uh, you know our 25 pounder last year and you know tj is slated there right now we brought in a transfer brandon meredith um out of yep. penn state he's coming back from injury um <clears throat> so uh you know we talked about you know the injuries and stuff like that so he's coming back from injury um at 33 we have a handful uh you know you got gabe tag back um, who was a freaking hair away from making the national tournament. And you got Derek Cardinal, you know, out of Minnesota who, um, you know, who's a stud and, you know, he's, he's been chomping at the bit, you know, at 41, we have our all American, you know, Clay Carlson, um, you know, he's, he's doing great training's going well. Uh, he got married over the summer and, uh, yeah, man, I mean, he's ready to go. He's excited. He, he's excited because, I think he comes in at maybe like fifth 
sixth ranked, you know, the preseason rank. <clears throat> and uh, I think um, confidence has never been a thing for Clay or he never lets that on to, you know, believe that, you know, confidence is a thing like that dude. Let me tell you, um, you got all these cliche sayings, the, Hey, the hay's in the barn money's in the bank. Like this dude, he literally, he, he banks off this stuff. Like he knows the work that was put in to get him to this point. So when he is in, he is in the fire. I mean, he pulls from that and, and he says, Listen, I've been here before I've done it. I've done what's needed to be done. So I think he's looking at this and, and, and the guys that are ranked ahead of him, um, he never wrestled Cole Matthews, who's the number one kid, but the number two kid he beat, uh, the number three kid, I believe might be Berglund who he's beaten every time. Um, and, uh, the number four kid I think is Aliris and he's beaten them two or three times out of, you know, the, the, the handful of times they've wrestled. So he's looked at this like, heck, I'm going to win a national title. I mean, that's my goal. And so that, that's awesome. Um, you know, at 49, um, you had Dan Kimball there, you know, last year, Dan Kimball's out, um, you know, he had shoulder surgery. Um, he'll be out till second semester, but I mean, Hey, Alec Martin, man, Alec Martin was a top recruit in the country, you know, yep. and we redshirted him last year. Um, you know, he's, he's ready to go. I mean, he is, uh, training has been good. Uh, he's, he, he's right where he needs to be. And I'm, I'm, I'm excited for him to go out there and, and, and perform, to be honest with you. Um, <clears throat> because that, this class that are now retro freshmen, you know, that was, that was a big class for us. You know, I think it was ranked 10th in the country at one point. Um, and we got, a, we got a lot of good kids that are going to be kind of jumping in, you know, uh, throughout the year. Um, at 157, another kid out of that class, Alec Martin class, is, is Kale Swenson. Kale Swenson was a top recruit out of the state of Minnesota, um, and he's going to be, you know, uh, at 157. And another kid that I'm excited for our Jackrabbit faithful nation to go watch because these young kids, man, like they're full, they're, they're full of piss and vinegar. They really are, and they want to go out there and scrap. They do, nice. and, and that's exciting. So, um. Uh, at 165, we got a uh, high-flying crazy man, you know, back Tanner <laughs> Cook. Uh, <clears throat> technically, Cook's got two years left this year. He's a junior, more. yeah. Yep. Um, you know, and so, uh, I mean, he's a fan favorite. Um, he's ranked somewhere in the rankings, um, you know, at 174, Cade DeVos. He's got three years. He's got this year. Yeah, so DeVos has got this year and two more. And, <clears throat> you know, Cade DeVos, you know, he, he's special. I mean, he, he's got abilities that other people don't have. And, um, you know, he, what was he, he was around, us, uh, you know, 12 last year, um, you know, uh, Southern scuffle champ and, you know, beat, beat, beat a lot of good guys. Uh, I see him continuing to progress and make, make, keep making adjustments to, uh, you know, get on that podium. I, I mean, I really do believe that because he, he's, um, he's good, man. He, he really is. And, uh, I think, um, he's not satisfied. Uh, he's not content with, you know, a, a decent year last year. That's not what he came to school for. It's the way he came here to South Coast state. He came here to be a national champion. So he's, um, he's doing great. His drive and everything is, is ready to go. Um, at 184, we have, a. Uh, you know, Kate King, who was at 84 last year, he's there again. I think he's ranked as high as like 18th, 19th, 20th in the country. Um, you know, he will um, he, he, right right now as as it looks. I mean, he's he's the he's the he's the first. 
Uh, we also have, you know, Roman Rogazzi, <clears throat> Roman Rogazzi out of Minnesota as well. Um, and Roman's going to be, uh, Roman's going to probably give me a hell of a lot more gray hair in my, uh, in my beard than I have already, because he's kind of like Tanner cook. I mean, he wants to go out there and just pin dudes. I mean, he's fun to watch, uh, you know, and, and he loves to scrap. I mean, he literally, he'll wrestle at anything, everything. I mean, it doesn't matter. So, um, he's going to go and he, he, he's going to, he's going to make some, make some noise. I mean, he's going to push some guys. So I'm excited for him. Um, at 197, you got, you know, uh, one of our anchors, Tanner Sloan, man. I mean, he's got this year and one more, um, you know, he comes in. I mean, I don't know who ranks these darn polls, but whoever put them at 15, <laughs> well, one put them at 15 or I, I think, uh, I think they've been drinking, um, but uh, he's fully healthy now, right? Yeah, he's healthy. I mean, uh, everything is well, not knock on wood. Um, everything's good. Um, but uh, yeah, you got Tanner Sloan back, and then uh, AJ Neville's up at heavyweight. And so, I think um, <clears throat> on paper, I've said this, uh, you know, before, but on paper, this is at this point right now the best team South Dakota State's ever put on the mat. Um, but now, go out, right? Got to go out, wrestle, and compete, <clears throat> improve. Um, prove you know where they are um but just on paper i mean this team this team's solid it, it truly is and uh i'm excited because you know you go through four years and every year we've had something right first year was whatever um we only had 14 guys on the team when i got here yeah. second year we we're making some strides and they canceled the damn ncaa tournament uh yeah. third year we have half a season you know and then last year uh, you still got COVID trickling around. I mean, we had duels canceled on us left and right. We're flying halfway across the country at the, at the 11th hour. So every year it's been something <clears throat> I would like to just have a normal freaking season, please. And just, <laughs> just let it, let it go and see how things kind of happen. So, <clears throat> um, yeah, no, it's good. It's good. I, I, we have a solid group of guys. Um, I think, um, this is, this has, um, the ability, the the, the 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 makeup to be a great a great team um and to do some special things i really i really believe that and um we're we're excited we're really excited for um <clears throat> this season and uh you know bringing some of these 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 power fives you know here to brookings and showing them what it's all about because i mean our guys i mean they're gonna scrap they're going to scrap. They're fun to watch. And, uh, they, they have very high expectations for themselves. And, um, you know, I, 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 I tell, I tell our recruits, I tell our fans, I tell, you know, our kids on our team, our parents, it's like, <clears throat> listen, I didn't come, I didn't come here to South Dakota state to be mediocre, to be middle of the pack. That's not why I came here. I came here because I believe South Dakota state can be a perennial powerhouse. And, uh, you look at what we're doing, on the world stage, you look at what we're doing on facilities, you look at what we're doing on recruiting and anything worthwhile takes time and we're building something special. So I had heard a rumor that, you know, we're 20, that's not the rumor, I guess the 22nd, the 22nd uh, in the country is not a rumor, but we got all these great home duels. And uh, I heard a rumor that if somebody goes out and proves that they buy season tickets tonight after this podcast, that you'll give them a free high five and a picture. Is that true? Yeah, absolutely. I'll give them two high fives <laughs> and, and multiple pictures. <laughs> so speaking of the schedule, uh, I'm just going to run through what we have for home duels so people understand yeah. the quality that we have. First, we start with Augie. That's, yeah. that's Friday. 
uh, next Friday, and then DAC, the DAC on Sunday. And then the Sunday after Thanksgiving, we bring in Minnesota, your alma mater. Always a perennial, uh, excellent team. Oh, yeah. Got some great guys on that. Uh, December 18th, we bring in Nebraska. Uh, and then we have a home duel on January 20th. 20th to start out the uh the big 12 season with uh, utah valley we got wyoming the 22nd oklahoma state the 10th the 12th is oklahoma and and man that's a stretch i mean you got oklahoma state oklahoma and then you go up to fargo um i'm just looking through this whole whole schedule and and like you were saying it's a grind so we we do bison augie dak mini uh, Cliff Keen, yeah. Nebraska, Iowa, Northern Illinois, and Cal Baptist. Is Cal yep. Baptist new to the uh, Big 12? Yeah, yeah, okay. they're, they're, they're an affiliate. Yeah, and so they're out in Riverside. You got the Virginia Duels on the 20th. Again, Wyoming, Air Force again, Oklahoma State, Oklahoma, and NDSU, the yep. Big 12s, and then the NCAAs. So like you said, when we were talking about freestyles, that's a grind, man. That's, Heck yeah. That's a tough schedule. Yeah, I mean it's it's very different than freestyle, you know. It's every 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 darn weekend, and uh, so yeah, no, the schedule is good. Um, it's really good. Um, we're bringing in bringing in great opponents. We're bringing in yeah. big schools here here to Frost, and I and I think the one thing that <clears throat> um, we're gonna see this year um, more so than previous years is so the NCA changed the rule. It it, it got it, it they put this rule in place for football. I don't know how many years ago. But now for wrestling, it's been five years. No, no, I, I was. It's the five match rule, right? Yes, That's, yes. Yeah, yeah. I was going to talk about it later, but go ahead. Yeah, yeah no, yeah, no. Just... So it's 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 unique now to wrestling because now we can we can use you know our red shirts in up to five competitions uh, throughout the year, and they can represent us without burning a red shirt. <clears throat> now. The reason why it got put in place, I mean, you talk about the health and well, welfare or health and well-being of, uh, you know, kids these days and all the things that they have on their plate, you know, <clears throat> coming from high school to college and the academics and the athletics and all this kind of stuff. Well, most people don't know, but wrestling has the most first generation college kids in the country. Um and I was kind of blown away by that when I heard the statistic, <clears throat> but they do. And, and so when our kids come in, there is no transition period. We get here in August, we start training, you know, preseason training as soon as they get here. So they don't get really that time to kind of get their feet wet and, 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 you know, with the, with the academics and their class schedules and all. So <clears throat> we get right into it because season officially starts november 1st that's when you can have your first you know competition we don't but that's when you you can start um i think the season is long enough it doesn't need to be any longer um i would even opt to go i've been pushing you know uh, for a one semester uh sport or a one semester season uh start in january and go through may or you know and and push it to one semester so these kids these freshmen in particular can come in and really focus academically because being you know the highest first generation i mean they also do struggle at times because i mean look at myself my my parents didn't go to college and and i went to college and let me tell you it was a eye-opener because when i was in high school um high school was a breeze 
I mean, you, you know, I, mean, I, I was a good athlete and that's kind of what mattered. And, uh, you know, my parents, everything was focused on the athletic side of things. Um, academics was not a priority. And so <clears throat> when I got to college and I remember, you know, going to class and they don't, they don't take attendance here. <laughs> I don't need to be here. You know what I mean? Like, like, like seriously, like I, I, I had no study skills. Um, you know, I, I mean, I struggled my, my first semester in college, I really struggled. And, uh, <clears throat> it, it took that for me as an eye opener, like Damien, get your crap together, man. Like you don't go to college just to wrestle. You gotta go, you go to college, to get an education, dude. And so that really was an eye opener for me. And you see that today, these kids, I mean, they, they, they leave mom and dad and they get on a college campus and they're like, some kids, it's just like, woo, oh my God, like, like this is awesome. And so <clears throat> getting them focused on the right things, um, putting right study habits and time management in place, um, it, it, it doesn't just happen. You got to work at it. So if so, the reason why they put the five, the five competition rule in place <clears throat> was because to le alleviate some stress off these kids, because not only, not only do they have the, the most first generation, but you have uh, what's called a, you know, your um, APR and APR the nine times out of 10, the lowest sports are like football and basketball. <clears throat> so we want to boost that the APR and that's academics, you know, that's retention, that's graduation and all that. So um, how do we do that? Let's push off the season a month. Let's give these kids a month or two to really get their feet dug in to what is happening on campus, to the academic rigors and all that. So they're not bombarded day one with the training and the, and the academics and all the other things that go into the college lifestyle. So um, I would push for that in, in, in an absolute heartbeat. Um, but I, I'm hoping that, uh, you know, what we're going to see this year as far as a season, a schedule <clears throat> or competition wise, we have the ability now to rest some of our guys. I mean, we had guys competing every damn weekend and they're getting beat up. And so now we have the ability like you, like this weekend in particular, um, <clears throat> we have, we have the bison the next weekend, Augustana and the DAC. Well, the bison and the DAC are kind of the same. I mean, most of the same teams come. So it's like, do I really need to send, you know, our, our bangers out there? And, and cause they don't need the matches. So we need to make sure that they can go come March and, and, and be, and, and still be ready and healthy and, and, and ready to go <clears throat> last year. I mean, we had so many matches. I mean, our guys were starting to get run down by the end, by the end of the year. So I think we need to do, we will do a better job with just kind of picking and choosing um, some of those competitions. And on top of that, this gives us the ability to throw some of our red shirts out there and hey, give our fans a little bit of a treat and see, see, see what they look like, you know, um, <clears throat> against, against competition. So I think we're going to see a lot of that this year, not only with South Dakota state, but across the country. I mean, you have a rule, why not use it, you know, um, to, to the best of your ability. And, uh, I, I like it. I really do. I think, um, it's going to add some excitement. I mean, from you know a number a number of different uh weight classes you know you you could see someone that hey you know 
you've wanted to watch wrestle, but oh, man, I got to wait a year. Well, you know what? He might be running out that damn tunnel one night. You better get your season tickets and get your butt in those stands because you don't want to miss it. So there is all that kind of capability. So it's going to be it's going to be good. It, it really is. I think it adds a new dynamic to uh, what we're trying to do. Yeah, when I read that uh, rule, uh, looking over the new rule changes, and there's uh, one more at least, I think. Um, that, that was my first thought is how that would help fill out a lineup in the middle of the year, end of the year, you know, because that's really tough. And uh, it's it's a long season, like we we're saying. One other thing b- before we get too far, I have yet to fail to pay the bills. And I, I know the guy running this thing's going to gonna get mad at me if I don't. So I'd like to thank our title sponsors. Uh, you've seen them scrolling across the bottom here. Drake's Place out in Bottle, South Dakota. You get yourself some great, great food if you're out there pheasant hunting or or deer hunting this year. And, and then also we have a new sponsor on board. It's Dakota iron equipment and they've uh, sold a bunch of the, the equipment that's been used to, to, to make all the projects on campus. So we're great, grateful to have them on board too. Awesome. So thanks to those guys. Uh, so going back to the, you know, the rule changes since we're going down that road, there's, there's a new rule with, I, I want to call it the GPA prove it on the day of competition rule. So uh, how does that change things for us? Does it at all? Um, Wait, the, you know, the you have a 2.0. There's there's a new rule I read where you got to have at least a 2.0 on the day that you wrestle, uh, on the day that you compete. Um, <clears throat> so there's always been a um, there's always been a GPA, right? So the NCA <clears throat> the standard is like a Q, uh, semester or cumulative GPA of a 2.0. Um, <clears throat> so i'm trying to i'm trying to think of what it was it was really worded funny and yeah so maybe what i was reading was inaccurate well i'll tell you right now if 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 we're if we're flirting around 2.0 fire me because uh that is not gonna happen um don't ask me my cumulative through college (laughs) yeah i'm not gonna say mine either um but uh no i mean academics for us um we, we we push hard we really do um because I think it's important. I mean, your your student athletes are going to, I mean, they have their own interests and everything like that, but they're going to care about what we, we care about a lot of the time. And when we consistently and constantly stress the academic component, um, it matters. I mean, this is like this, this last spring semester <clears throat> was and to my knowledge, um, if anybody wants to fact check me and go for it, but to my knowledge, it was the highest wrestling GPA in I don't, the better part of a couple decades. Um, we had we were just shy of a total GPA of a three point five. We had three point four like nine or something like that. I mean, that is absolutely awesome. That's good. I mean, yeah. that 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 shows you some you, you know. Uh, <clears throat> you can be successful in both the classroom and on the wrestling mat. And then you throw in a guy like Clay Carlson, who he was the second time big 12 scholar athlete of the year. I mean, come on. I mean, like that, that, that's awesome. I mean, Hey, being an all American is great, but being a, a, a scholar athlete, you know, of your conference. I mean, that's, that is, that is awesome. It shows you the, the, the work, you know, the hard work, the dedication that he puts into his, all his aspects of his life. So, yeah, that's, uh, <clears throat> but as far as the, 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 the one component that I know, I don't know if it got passed or they're, they're trying to pass it or it isn't <clears throat> is the RPI one 
with um, it has to go off of uh, you know GPAs and and and, and um, retention and graduation. Uh, they do have that, and um, <clears throat> what the NCA is trying to do is kind of promote more of the the student athlete side of things, um, and and really start to kind of give back, I guess you can say, to the universities who have a certain um, R, R, not RPI, APR, that have a certain APR, if they're above a certain number, then universities will get money from, from the NCAA, <clears throat> which is awesome um, because some of the sports, um, you know, some of the more high profile football, basketball, uh, you see guys come in for one year and then they're piecing out and going to the, you know, major leagues or the pros or whatever it is, or they're just transferring that hurts your APR. And so, um, we're trying to do a better job as, as, uh, universities across the country to be able to keep and retain our kids and, um, you know, you know, promote that, that, that being of a student athlete, uh, to help the betterment of your, your, your school. So that's one of the things that, um, you know, is coming down the pipe, or I, I think it might have gotten got put in place for this year. I'm, I'm not 100. percent So uh, I gotta I gotta say shout out to Study Table Simez. Seems like uh, anytime you're ever there, he's like for sporting events or anything. He's always in that study table room oh, yeah. with them kids. Yeah, he, <clears throat> him, and uh, Coach Berge. Um, let me tell you, man, they got a handle on. Uh, we we have a system for our kids. And, uh, when it comes to, uh, our freshmen and anybody, I mean, so, I mean, our standard, we, we, we want to have everybody above a 3.0. And if you're not above a 3.0, you're in study hall. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, we have a system in place and, it, you know, we have our checks and balances and, and let me tell you, like every one of our freshmen start out in study hall and they got to earn their way out of study hall. So, <clears throat> um, it gives them a little bit of incentive, um, but you know, they come in, they check in with our coaches. We go over their weekly schedule. We go over what assignments we make sure that, you know, the, the emails to their professors are need to be where they need to be. I mean, like this all, I mean, you have some kids that come in <clears throat> that come from a very, I don't want to say structured life. Um, but a, 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 a life or, or, or a, um, a family that really values the academic side and, and they, they harp on that, they stress on it. And so these come, these kids come in prepared. And then you have other kids that just, let me look at myself. I was not prepared, you know, when I went off to college. And so if the system that we have in place right now <clears throat> was there for me, oh my goodness, I would have did, I would have did great. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have, you know, struggled as much as I did, you know, my first couple of years in college trying to find my way, I, I guess you could say. So uh, we have a system in place and those two, man, they, they, they lead the charge and uh, they do a phenomenal job with our guys and their academics and their time management. So it's uh, it definitely has helped our program a lot. So I know the wrestling team has always prided itself on, on the fundraising aspect and how well we we sorry you hey, guys all do. we here baby there's no team there's no <laughs> i in team how, how how you guys do on that how'd yeah. one day for state go this year i'm curious how how you guys fared uh compared to the other the other athletic teams um we we, we do okay uh <laughs> i guess you can say um <clears throat> so i mean you could toot your own honor in this man <laughs> well uh, it, it, it's a team effort it really is yeah. and um <clears throat> i think um I have been uh, fortunate, I guess you can say, in um, 
<clears throat> some of my 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 prior roles. Um, you know, I, I really owe a lot to uh, Rob Rob Cole, my my former mm -hmm. boss at Cornell. Yep. Um, <clears throat> I owe a lot to you know working for him and and really just him mentoring me on how to build right how to build a program <clears throat> because it's not building you're not just building a wrestling team um you're trying to build something that's sustainable you're trying to build something that uh you know will will, will um you know uh, corny but stand the test of time i guess you could say and <clears throat> if you're if you're so focused on just building a wrestling team um all the other things around you i mean all, all high tides raise all ships right so yep. you need to <clears throat> you need to have that kind of mindset and focus uh if you want to build something great and so for me uh you know coming from cornell and coming here um went through some of that and and and, and understands uh the capabilities of when you when you get people together and you you excite people and so <clears throat> um we did well. Um, you know, my first year here, it was the second year of me, um, one day for state. <clears throat> and uh, I think the athletic department had roughly 330 gifts. You know, it was only the second year. Um, and my goal, I mean, my goal was, Damien, who cares about the dollar amount? <clears throat> that, that, that doesn't matter. You need to get the donors. You need to get as many donors to give as you possibly can. And our first year out of those 300, like 30 some odd donors, wrestling had 174 of them. And um, we didn't raise the most money, <clears throat> but we had the most donors. And so um, that's really we, important, though, isn't it? I think yeah, it is. 100%. 100%. Because uh, listen, listen, some buy in. And yep. Yep. You got to have buy in. And, and <clears throat> there's a cultivation kind of process right fundraising is is like gardening you know i mean you plant a seed and you can't just harvest it right away like you need to cultivate this and and and, and if you do a good enough job you're going to get crops off it you know you know or, or get 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 your paybacks every year you know with with continued work so <clears throat> for for us it was we need to get our donors we need to get our our, our base together and then grow our base so the um <clears throat> over the course of the next couple of years, we continue to up our, our donor base um, and, and our dollars. I think our first year here, you know, we, we raised, I think it was like maybe $7,000 on that 24 hour giving day. Um, and then, you know, you fast forward four years or yeah, four years, <clears throat> you fast forward four years. Um, we had over 1200 donors and, you know, we, we were just shy of 60 grand you know, and, uh, <clears throat> that is, it's a lot of work, you know, it's a lot of phone calls, a lot of, you know, I, I don't take no for an answer on the phone. Um, you know, and I'm not, hanging up <laughs> I, I'm getting you. phone calls every year. I can attest <laughs> <Yeah>. to it. <laughs> and, you know, I'm not hanging up this phone until you, you make a gift. And so, um, but the, the nice thing is, <clears throat> and I, and I think some of the other sports have kind of adopted it a little bit. Um, and, and they need to, they really do. Every one of our student athletes makes a gift. They, yeah. every one of them, and they make a gift of their graduation year. So if they're graduating in 2025, they're going to give $20 and 25 cents. And you start that process, that philanthropic, you know, you know, process with them. And 
it, 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 you cultivate it over years, over years. So, you know, you talk about the guys that come in as a freshman and they are, they are taught, I guess, to, you know, pick up that phone, make those phone calls. And they're not just asking for the money. They're putting their own money into this as well. So in five years when they graduate or 10 years down the line, when they receive that phone call, they remember. They remember when they had to make that first call and how nervous they were and, 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 and how shy. And, but here's the thing, our donors, our supporters, they want to hear from our kids. Like they don't want to just see it on social media and say, Oh yeah, it's giving day. I might as well just go on and type my number in and send off some money. Like, I mean, some people do that and that's fine. They don't want the phone call, <clears throat> but a lot of our people, they get the phone call and they're on the phone and, and they're talking and they may have never spoken to this kid before but they get them on the phone and they're like wow that kid was awesome i want to go watch him wrestle now you know because you're building relationships and so <clears throat> i think what we've been able to do you know i've had a lot of, i've had a lot of people ask and it's like oh what do you do what do you do it's like i work i pick up the phone <laughs> make calls <laughs> you know what i mean i i, I literally I, I try to I try to build relationships. I mean, that's what you know. I know I know the the saying, "Hey, money makes the world go round," um, but so does relationships, man. Yeah, um, absolutely. You know, I think I think that's more important because over the course of four years, I have I have uh, I have got to know some amazing people. You know, not only just tied to this university and state, but just uh, wrestling fans in general because of some initiatives or some 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 things that we're trying to accomplish on you know you take one day for state you know i mean it, it kind of it forces you <clears throat> to pick up a phone it forces you to have conversation it forces you to talk about your program and so i i think it's i think it's huge and i i i i vividly recall uh <clears throat> when i was at cornell my first year there and rob cole um he dropped off a stack of papers on my desk and it was all the, all the high school clubs and, and, and programs in the, in the, in, in the, you know, the, the Southern tier of, of uh, New York. And I'm like, what do you want me to do with this? Like I was a wrestling coach, man. I'm, I'm fresh out. I'm a wrestling coach. That's what I do. And he's like, I want you to call all these coaches. I'm like, yeah, for what? And he's like, mm -hmm get them to come to club practice on Sunday. And I'm like, really? You want me to call these people and beg them to come to club practice? Like, okay, sure. And I remember picking up the phone and there were other people in the office and I made my first call and I was like stuttering on the phone. And I was just like, um, hi, this is Damien Han. And like, I was so nervous and I actually got up and I left the room and I went to a separate room and I made my phone calls in there because I was like embarrassed. Like I couldn't even talk on the phone. And so you're sharp for words, <laughs> right? Right. It's crazy. So, but it, it, it's things like that, that you remember and you build those relationships with people that um, you never know. You never know what, what can come down the pipe from, you know, uh, whether it is a, a financial thing or, or a letter of recommendation or just someone who needs a, a conversation. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's, uh, that's, I'll be honest. I, I think that's the thing I enjoy most um, about being in the position that I'm in is I have the ability to pick up a phone or, or, or stop and talk and, and, and really talk about something I'm passionate about. I mean, that's, that's freaking awesome. You know, um, and, and I think people, 
when they get to know someone, <clears throat> you know, we're talking about me, when they get to know me a little bit, um, I'm, I'm pretty transparent. I'm pretty transparent. Um, I try to be, I try to be genuine uh, about what we have going on. Um, because I, I, I am a, a firm believer in, in the process and, and, you know, all the things that we have going on within our program. And I, I think it's special and I want people to know how special it is. You know, this, uh, you know, this isn't a stroke of luck here. I mean, if we're going to do something, you know, I mean, we got to put the time and effort into it and work at it. So that's one day for state, you know, it truly is. And, and our kids, <clears throat> our kids look at it now as, um, it's a challenge. It really is. And they're like, okay, how many did we get last year? Okay. We got to crush that. And you know, what's our dollar amount? We got to do this. And, and <clears throat> I want everybody to know that every, every single penny that is raised goes back to these kids and it goes to enhance their overall experience here at South Dakota state. And it doesn't go into my pocket or, or, you know, the administration's pocket. I mean, this goes directly back to the kids so we can do some of the things that we want to do. I mean, you know, like <clears throat> a couple of years ago, we went down to South beach duels and, you know, we have a budget and, you know, some of the budget stuff doesn't cover it. So, you know what I took them in and we spent, you know, I don't know, three or four more days and we trained down there and we went to the beach and, and we showed them, you know, a, a part of the country that some of them had never been to and, and stuff like that. So, you know, it is it is crucial for what we're trying to do. Um, I, I I I do feel bad at times because um, fundraising never stops. It's not like hey, we raised all the money we ever need this year, and uh, thanks guys. You know, we're not going to call you tomorrow. Um, but no, it doesn't. You know, it continues, and uh, it'll be something as we continue to build. Um, as we continue to, um, hit milestones over the, over the, you know, the next years and, and, and so on, um, it takes resources. I mean, that's what it, that's what it comes down to. It takes resources and our donors and supporters of our program, um, they continually step up. They do. And, uh, we are very thankful. So, um, some other fundraisers and things that you guys do that are fun as a team is, you guys do the Cubby luncheons. I've seen they start next week. Um, you guys do the JWC raffle and silent auction. Are you guys going to do that again this year? Heck yeah! It's back on. It's back online this year uh, for the first time in I don't know what two three years. Yeah. So because we did it the first year, it was great. I think we might have did it the second year. Then the season got canceled. Yep. We didn't do it last year. And did you track the jack? Yeah, we did. We did the track the jack, <clears throat> um, but we didn't do the raffle last year. Um, but yeah, we're doing it this year. Um, that'll be in, uh, don't quote me on it. I think it's in January. Uh, I actually, I'm getting ready to send out a newsletter probably tonight <clears throat> with some information and I think that'll be in it. Uh, but yeah, we got the raffle. Um, you know, we have some of these other things that, that, that are going on, you know, we have the, the cubbies, uh, the luncheons and, um, <clears throat> one of the things that I, I wanted to kind of do, and, and I don't know how this would go over. You know, you talked about Cubbies, our luncheon. Um, I had the opportunity. So um, Frank, right? So Frank Kurtenbach, who is who is uh, amazing in every aspect. Uh, <clears throat> he uh, calls me up one day, and um, uh, I met with him for breakfast or whatever it was. And um, he's like, Damien, he's like, what are you doing tomorrow night? I go, um, well, I got practice, and then I'm going to head home. He's like, all right, I'm picking you up. And I go, okay, what are we doing, Frank? He goes, we're going, we're going to the difference makers club, you know, for the football. Oh, yeah. 
the football thing. And I'm like, okay, you know, I've heard about it. Like, let's go. He's like, they got pizza and drinks and uh, we're going to go. And I go, okay, Frank gets what Frank wants, right? So so he picks me up and we head on up there and it was awesome. It really was. Um, It is a cool thing. It's cool. And now don't get me wrong. I mean, like they have a little bit more staff on a football team than we do. So um, they can do some things that maybe we can't at this point. But I mean, they have videos up and, you know, mm-hmm. he, he's running, he's showing plays and, and Stig's talking about it. He's got, you know, a, a player that stood up and all that kind of stuff. And <clears throat> I thought it was really unique. And um, the the people there were, were engaged and, and they had a good crowd. So I would like with this new facility um, to maybe do something like that. Right. Um, because over lunch, it's like, okay, I can. I got to squeeze it in. I only got an hour. You know what I mean? Where if you did an evening thing, almost like what they did for that, uh, I think we might be even to gain more people to come and watch. Uh, you know, we can do it in the facility, uh, potentially, um, if you didn't do it at like a Cubbies and you have the ability to, you know, use the lounge and, and the video system and, and kind of do some of that and kind of recap, you know, with, with some video because, uh, like you said, I'm pretty long winded, man. And literally I, I, I get up at our luncheon and they turn me on and then I take one breath and that was an hour and it's over. (laughs) So, um, so yeah, I think I I would like to provide an experience maybe or a different experience for our people. Um, because it's, wrestling is in my mind the greatest sport in the world man and we could talk about it all darn day long and um i would like to kind of keep adding right keep adding things and you know because and and i don't know if people say this or feel this way but it's like okay we're going back to cubbies to listen to damien talk you know like you know maybe maybe if we added a new dynamic to it you know i mean i don't know you know what yet but maybe it is we do like the difference makers and, uh, you know, they come, they come to the facility, you know, maybe we do that bi-weekly and we still do our cubbies one, you know, you know, bi-weekly or something like that. Uh, <clears throat> I think it could be a nice little addition for our fans and our supporters. Um, and you know, I, I, I try to be pretty candid with, with, with people, um, at these, you know, at, at our luncheons, because I mean, it's, it's the same people that come back, you know, every, every week and, um, they don't want to just hear me freaking sprinkle powdered sugar everywhere and, and, and say everything's, you know, sunshine and roses. Uh, uh, when it is, it is. And when it's not, you know, I mean, I, I talk about it. I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to hide it. I mean, it is what it is. So <clears throat> I think, um, that's uh, a unique part to what we do that maybe, you know, maybe some other programs don't do or other sports. Uh, you know, I don't mind talking about, about issues and sometimes um i get off on a tangent but i try to steer it back in yeah that difference makers club is a real real cool thing and yeah you know they send it out to video on video uh a, a gr- great portion of it to, yep. to other people that can't make it in person yep, so for sure it's it's a way to to bring in a few revenue dollars and give a little bit yeah. more of an inside look to the program it, yeah it's absolutely. pretty cool yeah no i liked it i, I thought it was good so if I got my math correct, you can give 9.9 scholarships, right? Is that, that is, is that correct? 
Yep. And 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 there's something to do with 20% of a full scholarship, right? So you can only come up with what about 49 and a half 20% scholarships, and you've got right now 36 wrestlers in the room. Is that yeah, something so, like that? So that's that's an interesting dynamic in my mind because that's mm-hmm. certainly different than what you'd see in basketball or football. Mm-hmm. Um, yep, and 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 so this this is the unique thing here. Um, <clears throat> the NCAA allows you nine point nine, so you can use your nine point nine however the heck you want. You want to give out nine full rides and ninety uh, percent um, scholarship? There you go. There's your nine point nine, <clears throat> and you literally only have ten guys on your team. Um, you look at, and we, we have 10 weight classes, so we don't even have right. a full ride for each weight. <clears throat> um, you got basketball. I don't even know what they get. What do they get? 13? Something like that, yeah. And you got five. 15 or 13, yeah, something like that. Whatever it is. And you got five guys on the court. <clears throat> so, And they're a head count sport, so they give out full rides or nothing. Uh, same thing with, like, you know, women's basketball or a volleyball. Um, SDSU football is, a, is an equivalency sport. Most places yep. it's a headcount sport where they give out full rides. So <clears throat> football is a little bit like us. Um, but but regard, for us, I mean, I don't know how they came up with that number of 9.9, but they made it even harder now because – we could get kids at times, you know, uh, you know, let's be honest, you know, South Dakota state is, 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 is pretty affordable, you know, as far as a, you know, uh, an institution and, you know, depending if you're from the region, I mean, you pay reciprocity and state tuition and all that kind of stuff. So it's pretty affordable. Um, and so <clears throat> we, and sometimes, you know, we could get a kid for, Hey, listen, you come in first year, we'll get you on 10%. And then, you know, we can increase it, you know, as time goes. Well, that same kid now that if we could have got in, you know, at 10% or whatever, now we have to start at 20%. We cannot, we can't start any lower than 20. So it kind of puts us at a little bit of a disadvantage. And the reason why they did this is for that RPI, I'm sorry, APR. That's why Progress, they, right? yeah, yep, because they figured, well, if you have to invest more money, then maybe they won't leave, you know, and go somewhere else. And listen, kids are going to do what kids want to do, regardless of the money. I mean, come on, let's look at the world we live in right now. Um, it's out of control. So, <clears throat> um, the 20% is, I don't, I don't particularly like it, and um it's gonna it's gonna stronghold some 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 programs i mean listen we're fortunate we're 9.9 i there are uh, i don't i don't know how many programs that are out there what are they 78 79 division one programs i would say half of them half of them are probably close but not fully funded and you just made it harder for them. And is that what we're trying to do? Are we trying to hurt the, the, you know, those universities or, or, or the student? Because here's the deal. If I'm sitting at a program and I have four scholarships and now you're telling me I got to start at 20% and at four scholarships, I'm not even competitive you know, throughout the country. Now I got to start at 20%. And I'm 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 an administration, and I'm sitting here like, man, we're struggling. 
just giving out whatever we can. And we only have four scholarships now. Man, we're just pissing money down a drain. Why do we have this? Let's invest that money somewhere else. And that's not what we want. So I don't, and I get it, right? I mean, the health and well-being of our, our student athletes are, or our students in general, our kids is, is the utmost. I mean, it, it is top priority, but we, as, 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 as people, I feel like sometimes lose sight, right. Lose sight of the, the, the things that matter. Right. Um, you know, listen, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen with my kids someday, whether they're going to grow up and be a doctor or a, an athlete or whatever it is. But I can tell you one thing my kids are going to have, they're going to have freaking integrity and respect. Like those are things that, I mean, it doesn't take money to get. And, you know, you teach those things. And I think you have to start at a young age and we're you losing some of that. And it's always like, Hey, what, what can you do for me? How much more can you do for me? And, and it's like, listen, like, what about, you know, putting your time in, right. Putting your time in. I mean, like I, I didn't go from college to a head coach. I spent, I spent, you know, 13 years working my way up through the ranks to get to, you know, where I am now. And, and it wasn't easy. I mean, like there were times where it was a struggle, you know, financially and stuff like that. But I mean, I worked for it. And so uh, like, I think it's awesome. You know, it, it, it's a positive and negative. I do think it's awesome that we are, we're helping the, the, these kids and, and everything like that. But at, at what point, at what point is, 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 is it suffice, right? Um, and, and, and are we going to go to a point where we bankrupt ourselves, you know, at, at, at some level? And, and so for us, we have 36 guys on our roster. I have 9.9 scholarships. That's <clears> some <throat> hard math. That's, that's yeah. what I, that's what I see when I read that. I'm like, how, how does a guy do that? Like, you know, and, and, and you know what it is and, and I'm, I'm be honest with you. Um, we, we, we try our absolute best. Some programs run it different. Some programs, I, I have a buddy who who's a Division One college coach in wrestling, and he goes, Damien, I'm all in or nothing. He goes, I'm going, I'm going all in on this kid, and and if he takes it, awesome. If he doesn't, I'm on to the next guy. And I'm like, man, that's that's tough, and because you're gonna lose a lot of guys because one let's say you're not a power five right you're not a power five and they want to go to a power five or they want to go to a program that you know has some history there and, and so on and so on um <clears throat> i and, but it, on the flip side it's actually easy because now i only have to invest so much time into a small group of kids where what we do is we try to spread our money we try to take care of what we can take care of um and i i, I want to I want to reward our kids, right? I want to reward our kids on the efforts and, you know, the academics and the wrestling. Um, you know, obviously you have certain kids that are coming out of high school that probably are worth more than others. Um, but then you have to look at what you need, right? I mean, it's cost, it, it's supply and demand. I mean, if I don't have a 57 pounder and I need one, well, I'm probably gonna have to go throw a lot of money out there to get one if, 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 if I need it at that time. So there's a little bit of supply and demand in there. So, <clears throat> but the way we do it, does it create a lot more workload for us? It does because when you spread your money out um, and not 
everybody, you know, on a full ride or three quarters of a full ride or whatever it is. Um, how do you make up the difference? You make up the difference by time. You make up the difference by time and effort and, and really investing your time into your kids and you create, <clears throat> you create this family, right? I mean, not everybody gets get, 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 gets what they want um, or, or, you know, gets what they deserve or whatever you want to call it. But <clears throat> if you take the time and you invest into the kids, time is money and you, there, there, there's a cost association with that. So, you know, when, when my guys and my coaching staff is literally spending every waking moment with our guys, whether it be academics, whether it be athletics, you know, working on something, you know, I mean, like that's an investment that we're making. And ultimately we're looking at the long game here. We're looking at the future because, you know, these kids, what they do now, I mean, it, it transcends and, and, and they're ultimately going to come back and give back to our program. So it, it's one hand washes the other. It's not just like, Oh, here's your paycheck, you know, at the end, at the end of the work week. And you know, if you do what you want, like, no, like this is, this is a, a family environment. And we try to do our absolute best of taking care of our people. And I think one of those ways to take care of them is investing time. And some people might say, Hey, well, that's your job. Well, yeah, I guess you can say that that is my job, but is it my job to literally, I mean, whatever your work week is or, or your work day is to wake up in the morning, go run a practice, get some paperwork done, go run another practice, go home. Like, I mean, I walked through the door at 6.30, 630 tonight and I was on the phone with a parent and, you know, I, I, I leave, we leave tomorrow to head up to Fargo and I'll be gone for the weekend. And, and, you know, I mean, my day sometimes starts at 7 a.m. and I don't get home till eight o'clock at night. Like, like, I mean, and that's my choice. That's my, that's my choice. And I choose to spend it with my guys. I spend it with my team so they know how important they are. To what we're trying to build and i don't know i'm rambling now but you got me off on <laughs> no i'm sorry i'm not <laughs> sorry i just it it blew my mind a little bit that we don't even have a full roster's worth of scholarships yeah. in the ncaa no, i think don't. that's got to probably change uh and speaking of time you know we're getting we're approaching an hour and a half and we definitely really? have to respect your time uh, yeah it, it it's, it's like a buck 25 like, right now oh wow I thought uh, it was like could you maybe minutes. just touch on quick on the can can you talk about signees they've signed right so you should be able to talk um, about them or, or not yeah um i think or, yeah. so we got i, I don't want to get you in trouble with camp so, <laughs> no, so we got five um, and I, I think Jordan, you said they're all, they're all at least two times state champs, right? Yep. Yeah. Um, we, 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 got five kids, um, that are coming in and, um, I'm, I'm really excited about this class because, <clears throat> you know, they, they kind of, they sprawl, they sprawl throughout, you know, the, the country a little bit. Uh, we reached into some States that we haven't had kids before. Um, and I think the, the nice thing is, um, the kids that we are bringing in, they, um, they, they fit within what we're trying to build, right? They fit within our culture. Um, they come from good, good backgrounds, some, uh, you know, you know, good families. And when I say good families, I'm good people, right? Um, they have instilled in them the things that we're trying to instill into our guys here. 
when you talk about you know the, the respect the integrity the work ethic like those things get lost uh, in, in today and so um that's this group of kids that i believe that we're, we're, we're bringing in and i am uh, i'm super excited about it um you know we, we got missouri we have utah um you know we got um out of Tennessee. uh Tennessee. um and uh one more one more one more minnesota uh, yeah minnesota and um you know so the, 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 those are our group our group of kids and um i'm excited i really am we we, we you know we kind of we had some target areas that we needed to focus on right because uh the last you know the last couple of years we, we we've kind of went like up and down with uh the number of kids because in our first year here only having 14 i mean we recruited our tails off and we brought in like 15 kids and so all of a sudden like you know what i would love to do is bring in seven to eight kids a year no more than that because then you will have you know your rollover and you'll always have that many where we're going to come into a year where if i graduate 10 it's like oh damn man like you know you're gonna have to gung-ho and you know recruit recruit all that you know that many kids again so uh we got five right now um and it's it's a good group um yeah, I mean, I, I'm excited. I, I, I am. I think uh, th th this this group of kids is going to be uh, going to be going to be awesome. So if I've got it right, we've got Thomas Deneen, Colin Dupil, yeah, uh, the 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 Espinosa Owens, yep. Owens that'd be yep. Marcus and Moses, yes. and then the Brady Rourke would be the the guy from yep. down in Missouri. Seneca, yep. yep, down in Missouri. Um, he's uh, yeah, he's a little stud, man. Um, <clears throat> we have, uh, like I said, so we had some targets. We had some targets. We needed we needed some middle. Um, we needed some middle. We needed to look at, um, you know, the the, the an upper weight uh, because you know you never know up there. And then I truly believe you always got to recruit a light guy. Yeah, because they find. grow. They grow all the time. Um, I mean, heck, uh, literally <clears throat> here, I, I use Dan Kimball. Dan Kimball wrestled 125 pounds his, uh, his senior year in high school. And we knew he wasn't going to be a 25-pounder, but we were hoping at least for one year. Well, he wrestled 49 last year. He weighs 170-some-odd pounds right now. And so he ain't a 25-pounder. You know, So I feel like you always got to look at 25 uh, to bring in someone, and hopefully you can uh, give him enough, you know, Diet Coke and stunt their growth and keep them at it. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, no, that's, that's kind of the class. And, uh, and we might have, we might have one, maybe one or two more, uh, um, that we're kind of poking a little bit and we'll go from there. So when I was getting ready to do this, you know, I was thinking back now that you've been here for five years while these five years have flown by, but, uh, you know, I just kind of want to make it a testament I think everybody's learned in the five years how great of a coach you are and how good and everything you are with yeah. everything. But as I'm looking at the roster, I mean, you have your overturn and stuff like that, but you start looking at the coaches and like, we all know the story about Cody being here one year before you came and you being honest with him when he, you got here, you've kept him for the five years. You've kept Sam for the five cam for the five years. You've kept yourself here for five years, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, you had Nate Roeder. He 
left to go be a high school head coach. You got Chris Dardanes. He left to go be a high school coach. You got Marty went to DWU to be the head coach there now for that program. You've kept the same manager for all five years. I mean, she even stayed and went to grad school. I know, right? Stay with you. Like, just kind of what does that mean to you to keep the core group so close and only have people leave to really, truly better themselves in coaching positions? Um, I, you know, you know, listening to you say all those names, uh, I didn't, I didn't know that it was, it was kind of that many. Um, but, uh, <laughs> I think, um, oh, I think it's awesome. You know, uh, um, it goes back to what I said before. It goes back to relationships and how you treat people. You know, if you treat people right, um, they'll do right by you. And, uh, I truly believe that, um, not to get too, you know, sentimental or anything. Um, but, uh, you know, this is, this is what I was taught, um, at a very young age, you know, um, my dad, you know, he was, uh, he, he, he was a man of tough love. All right. And he ruled, he ruled with an iron fist. And, uh, let me tell you, he, um, he instilled some things into me and, uh, I, I, I think about it every day. Uh, you know, how you, when you give somebody your word, I mean, you make good on those things, right? You treat people right. You treat people with respect. And, uh, you know, I look at, you know, I lost my father when I was 25 years old. I was a young man and I just married and, and I probably needed him more than ever at that point in time. And so when I look at my kids' lives and I see my two little boys um, and, and, and my dad was a coach, my dad was a mentor. He did all these things. I mean, I had more people at my house than I had family members that weren't my family, um, you know, all the time. And so um, I look at what I do and I, I, I put it in this way. Um, look, I'm not going to be around here forever. Um, I, I pray that, that I will see my kids grow old someday. Um, but if I'm not, I hope I do enough good that it turns on to my kids, right? I hope I, I treat enough people the right way that if I'm not here, someone will take care of my kids and treat them right. So, um, you know, and, and some people, I, I, I say this and it's not just coaches. I think, I think a lot of people in life, um, there are two types and I, I, I relate it to coaching, but there are two types of coaches in this world. I only believe there are two types and no other. You have coaches that win at the expense of their athletes and you have coaches that win with their athletes. And, uh, I think that can go to every aspect, right? You have people that will win at the expense of others. They don't give a damn. And then you have people that win together. Like I said, all, all high tides raise all ships. So um, I think that's important, and that's what we try. That's what we try to do. And um, I think if you treat people right, uh, they feel they have value. And I think my, my I don't just make my staff and, and the people that surround our program feel they have value. They do have value. I mean, they really, really do. And uh, I appreciate it. I appreciate them um, kind of by my side and because it takes a village there's no doubt about it and uh, i would not be able to do the things i do if it wasn't for if it wasn't for you know the support system that we have um you know here here you know within our program south dakota state this community um i think it's awesome and and you learn that over over time it just doesn't happen um but it's got to be it's always got to be talked about it's always got to be you know you, you got to bring it back up because it's uh, it's it, you're it's a learning process and, and you're always learning. So um, when you think you got to figure it out, man, uh, that's when that's when you're screwed and uh, people are going to start leaving you, start passing you by. And 
I don't want that. You know, I don't want that. I, I, I think uh, treat people right and, and, and hopefully you'll get that in return. And I think that's what not only just me, but what we do, you know, here at South Dakota State. And like you said, you do have turnover. I mean, that's kind of, it, it's, it's almost inevitable <clears throat> because if Cody and Cam and Brady want to be head coaches someday and we're still here, we're all together, man, uh, they might have to leave. Right. And I guess that's, that's, a, that's a good thing too. Cause if they become head coaches, I guess I'm doing my job, right. I, I'm doing my job. I, I've been able to help them and mentor and, and have them go on. It's the same thing Rob Cole did for me. You know, I mean, he has his coaching tree at the NCAA level is one of the best. I don't know. I don't know how many seven, eight people that are head coaches in Division One that have all worked under him. That is a testament to what he's been able to do in, in his mentorship. So um, I don't want him to leave. I'm going to do everything I can to keep everybody here and never let them leave. Um, I have to chain them to the floor. But, uh, yeah, we'll see, man. I hope that day never I – hope, I hope the day, uh, you know, doesn't happen. And if it does, it's not for a long time. Well, we certainly appreciate what you've given us here tonight. And uh, I think with that, we're at 95 minutes. So we should probably oh, <laughs> we should probably let you go to get back to your family because I know they're important to you, too. So how about uh, get jacked on three? You ready? One, two, three. Get, get jacked. jacked. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. We would also like to thank our title sponsors, Drake's Place of Bottle and Cottonwood Coffee and Bistro of Brookings. We would also like to thank our other sponsors, Dakota Iron Equipment of Sioux Falls, Shenanigans Sports Bar and Grill in Sioux Falls, and Culver's of Brookings and Watertown. And as always, go Jack!